Welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series, which can be heard on VHHA.com and many popular podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, Family Podcast Network. You can listen on the radio each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, 107.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia and 1650 a.m. in Hampton Roads and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. That's pcfpodcast at vhha.com. I'm Will Selden with VHHA, and today we're pleased to be joined by Ariel Hill Thomas for a conversation about the Mindful Moms Research Study affiliated with the VCU School of Nursing. Welcome to the show, Ariel. Thanks for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me, Will. Great. Well, I want to start by learning a little bit more about the Mindful Moms Research Study and its goals. From what I can tell, research has been ongoing for a few years, and the focus is on mental health and well-being among folks who are pregnant. There's obviously a lot more to the study than that, so if you would fill me in on a few of the details of the study and what y'all hope to learn and achieve with this research long term. Absolutely. So what we've learned is that postpartum depression is one of the most common complications of childbirth, affecting about 10 to 20 percent of women. At this point, it is, like you said, it's kind of viewed as a national crisis, so we're seeing a lot of conversation among the topic. In the Richmond area, in the first year of the pandemic, we saw that one in six mothers were suffering from postpartum depression. And so basically, factors that kind of affect the rates of postpartum depression include stress, social isolation, and lack of social support. So that's kind of where our Mindful Moms project comes in, is that We try to combat these factors with a group-based self-management intervention that includes 12 weeks of yoga or 12 weeks of perinatal education. So with yoga, we try to promote mindfulness, deep breathing, and physical activity. All of those things are known to kind of decrease stress, anxiety, and then also With perinatal education, we try to inform and empower with information that then also reduces anxiety and stress as well. So what we're hoping is that just some findings that we found is that all of the the things that contribute to postpartum depression have a significant impact on child's development and IQ. So ultimately, we hope to improve the health of mom and the health of baby ultimately. Basically, in between the years of 2017 and 2019, the CDC found that in 36 states where they have a maternal mortality review committee, they determined that 22.7% of pregnancy-related deaths were due to mental health conditions. And right behind that wheel, they also determined that 84.2% of pregnancy-related deaths were preventable. So basically, as nurses, it is our job to advocate and try to help our patients with health promotion before it becomes a life-changing and life-altering situation. And so what we're trying to do is reduce the rate of postpartum depression that contributes to pregnancy-related deaths. Because within that rate of mental health conditions, Some of that is related to suicide. And so we are hoping to prevent and help moms manage postpartum depression a little bit better before it puts their life at risk, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it does. Definitely. It sounds like that's really important work and some of those statistics are pretty staggering. So glad that there's some folks doing the work to prevent some of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Based on some of the stuff that I read, it looks like predominantly the folks who are involved in this study are in the second trimester of pregnancy, so between 12 and 26 weeks. And as you mentioned before, participants have access to those virtual sessions as well as some mindfulness techniques through yoga, like you mentioned. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about those specific tactics and why you all chose those. You mentioned that it's to do a stress relief, but I'm wondering if you can provide a little bit of insight on what it is about physical activity and those virtual sessions that you feel are helpful. Absolutely. So the virtual sessions are to promote access, right? So the virtual option is to increase access and increase ease for our participants. But as I stated before, Will, one of the two factors that contribute to the rates of postpartum depression is social isolation and lack of social support. Some moms feel absolutely isolated. Some moms do not have the support or the community surrounded by them. So what we're looking at in this project is a group-based intervention. And what we hope is through that women start to feel supported socially, and they also build communities that can continue to help them get through the rest of their pregnancy. So we're looking at social connectedness and how that helps with stress and anxiety during this time. I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. So the yoga is more of a vehicle to get to that social connectedness and creating that support system for folks. Yes. One of the techniques in yoga is mindfulness. And so basically with stress and depression and anxiety, we're trying to teach moms how to be mindful of the way that they're feeling. And so yoga kind of promotes that mindfulness technique as well as other techniques that kind of help with stress and anxiety. So one of the techniques that if you look at it in totality, you have mindfulness and then you kind of have deep breathing. So if I'm mindful that I'm having a stressful moment or I'm having a very anxious moment, I'm first mindful of it. That's one. That's the first step. And then the second step is just maybe doing some deep breathing exercises to kind of relax and try to get myself through that moment. And so yoga kind of promotes these techniques all in one. And so we're hoping that the moms take these techniques through their postpartum period as well. That makes a ton of sense. And I think you you hear a lot of times about like if you're going through a really difficult moment or you're having a panic attack or anything like that, to ground yourself is really important. And I think absolutely from the admittedly little I know about yoga, it has a lot of those sort of traits like you mentioned. I want to zoom out a little bit and talk about sort of the inception of this program and how it came to be. And then also ask you a little bit more specifically about y'all's decision-making process when you're developing the tactics for a program like this. And when there's research that goes on a long-term basis, how do you sort of plot that out? And can you just talk to me about the process of how this came to be and y'all's strategies to take it on? Oh, wow. So I am just one of the clinical research nurse coordinators on the project, but the project comes from principal investigators, which in this case are professors and faculty at the VCU School of Nursing. These projects really come, Will, from clinical experience, from things that we've seen. I know that one of our principal investigators on this study is a yoga instructor. And so basically, the great thing about nursing research is that we come from all walks of life as nurses, and we kind of take our clinical experience what we've seen at the bedside, our personal experiences and things that we want to change. And we kind of 
take it into one and basically just kind of come up with an idea on what would be a great intervention to help this specific population of women. And so that's kind of how nursing research projects come about. It's a lot more that goes into it, like the specifics we have to get approved and funding and everything of that sort. But the root of it really starts with clinical issues that we see in practice. And so basically what we're hoping is the Mindful Moms Project is that we ultimately collect data that will overall impact legislation that changes for moms and creates policies that are more helpful for moms. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask you, and maybe you don't want to answer this question if you're still in the middle of the research and you want to wait for the findings to be a little bit more clear. But I guess my question is, what does success look like for y'all at the end of this process? I mean, you talk about the legislation and that sounds wonderful, but I'm wondering what that might look like. What that looks like is just basically finding positive data that shows that these type of interventions work for moms. And so basically with the nursing research, we try to create research that nurses can use in practice, whether you're a nurse practitioner, maybe even uh, medical doctors will look at our research and say, oh, maybe I'll suggest this intervention to my patient that's struggling with anxiety, stress, or depression during her pregnancy. So what success looks like for us is really just finding if this intervention works for this population of women and then it being implemented in our clinical setting. That's what kind of like success looks like overall in nursing research. It's just kind of like this cycle of trying to improve the quality of care and improve quality of practice. That's great. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It sounds like y'all are still no actively looking for study participants. Um, yes, So that's the are. case. Yeah, where would you direct folk to learn more? Yes, yeah, so that was kind of why I reached out, Will, because we just wanted to promote this because it's such a great project, especially for populations who don't have access to things like yoga and perinatal education courses. So this is completely free. We have online and in person. And so we just want to connect more with any communities that are in need of this intervention. And we have great community partners already in the Richmond area, and we're so thankful for them. But we just wanted to kind of spread more information out to any healthcare professionals that know patients or individuals that will benefit from this project. So if they want to have more information, they can follow us a number of different avenues. And so our website for our project is wwwmindful the number 4 momsorg We are also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our little name that we can be found is mindful the number four mom. And then we also have an email, which is again, mindfulmoms at vcu.edu. So anyone who feels they know someone who would be a great candidate to participate in this project, they can learn about our project more at our website and our social media pages, but they can also email our email address to ask questions as well. Yeah. And hopefully folks will hear this and either find someone they know or sign up themselves or whatever the case may be, but I know this is really great work y'all are doing. So I want to encourage as many folks to participate as possible. Yes. And then also too, the great thing about it is that participants will be compensated for their time. And so, you know, we are asking people to volunteer their time, but we, we want to compensate them because we do believe in bridging the gap between research and community. And we think that people's times are valuable. And for women to share their pregnancy journey with us is very precious. And so we want to make sure that they are compensated for their time. 
That's great. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Ariel, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Before we let you go, it's tradition on this podcast to ask our guests a few more fun sort of personal questions just to close things out. Okay. So I have a list of 10 mystery questions. And to keep our repeat listeners on their toes, I'm going to ask you to give me two numbers between 1 and 10, and then I'll read those corresponding questions for you. Okay. So whenever you're ready, go ahead and give me two numbers between 1 and 10. Two numbers between one and ten. I'm going to say five and eight. Ooh, I like this one. Okay, number five. If you could spend okay. the day with one person from history, living or otherwise, who would it be and why? Oh my goodness, that's very hard. Isn't it? I know. One Makes think. person from history. That's hard. <laughs> I think right now, just because it's Black History Month, I would say I would spend time with Martin Luther King. I would. A great choice. An absolutely great yeah. choice. And you said number eight as well. Yes. Alrighty. Tell me one memory from your life that whenever you think of it, it makes you smile. Oh, wow. Okay. I think when I was, it's one of my very first memories, but I spent some time living in South Carolina with my dad. And one of the things that he used to take me to do is feed the ducks in the pond. Every time I think of that memory, it just brings me so much joy. The innocence of childhood. And sometimes, you know, you're in your crazy adult life just thinking about precious moments like that, that you spend with your loved ones are very helpful. So that would be my memory. That's awesome. I love it. Well, those are two great answers. And with that, that brings us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. We want to once again thank our guest, Ariel Hill Thomas, from Mindful Moms Research Program affiliated with the VCU School of Nursing for joining us today. So thanks so much, Ariel. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. All right. Thank you so much.